your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Can that, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Alrighty, you know this is me, Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. You know I don't wait all day i wait all week but they say you know the longer you wait the better it is and the show is going to be a good one today i'm excited in the valley as always of course uh we're here in the uh in the sun you know in phoenix and uh it's always hot you know don't ask me what the weather's like because it's always hot when you're in phoenix things are always hot and and i'm laughing because this this is probably one of the shows that of all the shows i've had that I've been looking forward to it. I, I think I've said some things to you guys before about, uh, you know, my perspective on, on athletes and, and some of the things we get an opportunity to do in life and s- hopefully some impact that we may have a chance to make on somebody's life. And uh, I got a chance to do that. And uh, just simply by saying hello, shaking his hand, just, uh, you know, is when when you're a young man, those kind of things, those small things really help, I think, in life. So uh, I'm going to have a special guest who's going to join me in a second. But first, let me give you a number, 888-346-9144. Again, that number is 888-346-9144. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And I have with me a uh, running back. From the Arizona Cardinals, of course, number 30, Chris Vincent. And Chris is joining me for the first time. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, Chris, of course, is uh, one of the young men I knew when he was a young man, a very young man in Philadelphia, (laughs) Pennsylvania. Chris, welcome, man. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, man, you're here. I'm excited, of course. I've been trying to get you on the show uh boy it, it took us some time to get to get back together man but uh here in in arizona man how, how do you like it here in arizona it's different than philly oh yeah a lot different you know but uh i love it you know the the weather is always nice sometimes too nice but <laughs> you get through it well i'll tell you what it, it's uh it's a little different than a city of brotherly love when it comes to the weather but uh uh, even the, the sports fans, do you find the sports fans here in, in the city of Phoenix different than, than they are back there in Philly? Um, of course. I mean, um, you know, the fans out here are a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'll tell you what, I have not seen uh, Santa Claus bombarded with snowballs for sure. But but you're right. I, I, I think I noticed that a little bit, too, about the people here in Phoenix. Uh, they do seem to be a, a little bit more cordial when it mm-hmm. comes to their football. You won't, won't find very many uh how should i say it's mark cubans in the house you know <laughs> you know someone who has nasty remarks to to to, mm-hmm. to throw towards one of the players parents did did you hear or see it, hear no, about that no um I, I seen um at the end of the game last night you know with some words being exchanged but uh i didn't catch that though well you know it, it, i didn't catch i didn't see it live but i i saw some replays of it and uh, what surprised me about it, and of course we're going to get to talking about mm-hmm. you, but I just want to talk about this because, I mean, here's a young man, Chris, you are a professional football player. Uh, it, it seems to me that everybody expects the athletes 
to be held to a, a higher degree of respectability mm-hmm. because you you represent their product. But here's a man who is the owner of the team, <laughs> and uh, he's going to say nasty things to an opposing player's mother. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I could see if this was the first time that Mark's done something because this is the standards of which players are held. Mm-hmm. You know, your first year is a warning, second is a warning, third year, you know, but mm-hmm. fourth time, you know, there's some action to be taken. <laughs> This is not the first time that, you know, Mark has done something that's been called to the attention of fans across all sports, mm-hmm. and certainly not the first time that he's been in trouble. Uh, would you think that if players are going to be fined for different things that they do, uh, you, you got an opinion about Mark being fined? Well, you know, Mark Mark cuts the checks of his team. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes the rules. He who has the gold makes the rules. There it is. There it is. I, I certainly believe that. Listen, I, I'm out of the game, and I I, I can say this because I, I think there's a line you just don't cross. Mm-hmm. Families, children, mothers, and fathers. You, you just don't do that. You yes. know, fans can be fans, but there's a level of respect you must show to everybody at all times. And I think that if indeed Mark wants to hold his players to a certain standard then you have to lead by example. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just a bad example. He wrote an apology. Mm-hmm. You know, he expects to do all these things. Uh, but I just think that's a bad example because, you know, as players, even as mad as someone makes you, still there's a penalty yes. if you cross a certain line. Mm-hmm. And so so we'll move on from Mark Cuban, and we're going to talk about Chris Benson. Chris, tell me a little bit about because, you know, those folks out there, again, who are listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and from time to time across the network, not just on my show, we have special guests. But uh, today I wanted to take the time to, to to let you tell your story. I don't know if, if athletes always get a chance to tell their stories. It's too many times when you're a part of an interview process and somebody who's asking the questions and then you ask mm-hmm. you answer those questions. But I, I think it's always nice when a person has more than two or three minutes to, to talk about, you know, his his plight to mm-hmm. his dream, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and I'm sure for you this, this had to be a dream. So it, when we get music, we're going to have to take a break, but we're not going to get music for a while. But why don't you just tell us a little bit? Uh, you know, it started off in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, from Philadelphia, you know, was football something you always wanted to do or? Um, basically, growing up in Philly, I wanted to stay out of trouble, um, you know. Uh, always wanted to go to college. That that was a goal, and um, I happened to realize that sports was a way that I can go to college. And I just uh, de- determined to not accept uh, no as an answer. Mm. Um, you know, I was. It was times when I wasn't always the best player. Wait, I find it hard to believe. <laughs> Most <laughs> times when people make it to the NFL. <laughs> You know, you look at them when they were kids, and you can say, you know, when he was a kid, I could tell that he was going to be an NFL player. Now, you say most times, well, not you didn't say most times, but sometimes you mm-hmm. weren't the best player. Is there somebody out there that you remember that was better than you, and is that person playing pro ball now? It's a lot of cats um, wow. th- that I remember um, back when I was growing up that, that could outplay me on, on the basketball courts. Uh-huh. Don't tell me Will Smith was one of them because no, Will, Will don't play basketball no, that well, he, does he? he? He's uh, <laughs> way before my time. <laughs> but you know, um, I mean, there, there's there's tons of guys that, especially in the inner city, that has the uh, athletic talent to, to make it big, but for whatever reason they get sidetracked. 
Well, I know one of those reasons could possibly be like you talked about, you know, going to school and you, you wanted to get an education and, you know, very few times, you know, our athletes, um, you know, coming from urban America, mm-hmm. you know, identified as being intelligent, but you've been identified as being very intelligent. <laughs> you know, So let me just say that uh, a very intelligent athlete. So, you know, coming up in Philly, did you go to school actually in, in the city of Philadelphia? <clears throat> Where'd you actually go to high school at? Um, I went to I went to high school at uh Malvern Prep. Um I grew up in West Philly so I would uh you know drive my mom or uh, Miss Downs, the mother of uh numerous Downs kids. Okay. <laughs> but uh we were all we were all carpool to Malvern Prep and that was uh ninth and tenth grade and then my mother uh moved to Nishamini for my eleventh and twelfth grade year and that's where I uh shined on the football field. Now, Neshamie High School, you know, I spent a little bit of time back there in Philadelphia. Is Neshamie known for, you know, its athletes? Um, they're known as a great football program. Um, they just won states uh, a couple years ago. Um, they're always in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a great school that offered me a, a great opportunity to really promote myself in the area. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I Philadelphia, you know, in terms of prep schools, I you know, Gerald Henderson's son, you know, he came out of a prep school back there. Mm-hmm. Also, a kid who plays for uh, North Carolina just won a national championship, MVP of the tournament. Mm-hmm. I just can't think of his name right now. He he uh, he also was at the same prep school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I'm assuming that the prep schools back there in Philadelphia uh, are producing some pretty good athletes. But I think you went to another prep school yes. when you left there. Um. Well, well, this is the story. Uh, I went to the Chamonix and um. I just didn't get it done as far as academically. I didn't understand that my I had to uh, put as much time into my academics as I did on the field playing football. So uh, I had a ton of scholarship offers, but I couldn't accept them due, due to my academics. So I bit the bullet. My mom sent me to Valley Forge Military Academy. <laughs> Valley Forge Military Academy. <laughs> so I've heard that name a few times. <laughs> wow. So Valley Forge Military Academy. Okay. All yep. right. Um, you know, and I went to Valley Forge, uh, learned how to march, shine shoes, um, participate in parades, all the stuff that I, I never thought about doing. You know, uh, the first I remember the first morning I woke up there and I'm just looking, you know, um, standing out of my room and like, what am I doing here? Like, I really <laughs> got myself into this situation for a year. You Didn't know? look like West Philly, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> There was nothing baggy about Valley Forge. <laughs> okay. All righty. There you go. Well, listen, at, at Valley Forge Military Academy, of course, you went there. Now, did you go there as a running back? Uh, Yes, I went there as a running back. Um, We pretty much had an all-star team. I mean, it wasn't fair to the other prep schools in the area that we played against. But Valley Forge has always been pretty loaded with talent. I, you know, <laughs> why, why is it? Is it uh, What is it about Valley, Valley Forge Military Academy? And it, it's a military academy. Mm-hmm. And but it's also you know somewhat another route is is a JC, mm-hmm. and except at the military academy because it's a prep school you don't lose any years of eligibility. Exactly. So you can actually go to a prep school like Valley Forge Military Academy for a year, mm-hmm. then go into college and still have five years to get four in. That's correct. Wow. Well, let me ask you that experience there. Like you talked about the talent, and it was a little bit. Uh, how should I say this? I guess it was to a disadvantage of anybody who was coming in to play you guys. Um, when you were there, how many years did you spend there? Uh, I spent one year there and 
while I was there uh, on my football team, we had 10 players to go D1. Wait, wait. <laughs> 10 guys on your football team at a, at a prep school. At a prep school. A prep school, military academy, and 10 of you go D1. 10 of us go D1. You, you remember some of those names? Uh, one guy was the name of Marcus Curry. Um, Tad Cornegay. Um, also, the great, you know, best friend of mine is Larry Fitzgerald. So um, wow. th- those are just a couple names. Wow. We're going to have to come back to that because I think he said Larry Fitzgerald at a, <laughs> at a prep school. We all knew that, but, uh, man, that's a little bit unfair. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. we got our good friend Chris Vincent of the Arizona Cardinals with us. We'll be right back after this message. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports tune in to the voice america variety channel on the voice america talk radio network voice america variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, that music's a little bit low, but I can hear you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm a long way from Philadelphia, Chris, but uh, my man Chris Vincent is here with me. Chris, of course, uh, running back with the Arizona Cardinals, wearing number 30. Now, Chris, last year was your first year here with the Cardinals, am I right? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, we were talking a little bit before we went to break. We were talking a little bit about this prep school, Valley Forge Military Academy. And for those of you out there who don't know about Valley Forge Military Academy, it's probably, you know, one of the most prominent uh, military academies in the country for one. It's in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Okay, mm-hmm. and then not only that, they 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 produce a ton of of athletes. They have a program that's probably second to none. Now I know the football program is you know very well acknowledged and mm-hmm. accomplished. Do, is there a basketball program as well? Uh, yeah, there's a basketball program, but they don't 
really uh, – I say they recruit for football. Okay. <laughs> but the football players usually play basketball too. Oh, okay. Okay, yep. great. And, of course, I know you played basketball in high school. So did you also play basketball at Valley Forge? Yes. Okay. Did uh, Fitz also play with you? Yes, he played also. Okay. And now, of course, we, we mentioned Fitz. Of course, that's uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, outstanding wide receiver here for the Arizona Cardinals. And, and I believe you and Fitz, who were friends back there, are you guys roommates here while you live in Phoenix? Yes, we are roommates. Okay, okay. Well, that, I mean, that's what friendship is about, you know. It, you know, it is. Yeah, you've you been friends all that time, you mm-hmm. know, so you guys continue. So, uh, you know, and it doesn't surprise me because as I sit here and I look, you know, at you, Chris, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I look at Fitz, it, it, both of you guys stay in the weight room all the time. I mean, yes. <laughs> is, that, is that something you picked up at Valley Forge? Um, you know, we, we became friends and uh, – you know, it's funny you say that because it would just be me and Fitz working out with this trainer named Carlos Ramirez, and uh, everyone would look at us like we're crazy. Like, man, y'all guys are tripping. Wow, wow. <laughs> you know, we, we, we just, you know, um, helped each other out, motivated each other, and look where we are now. Now, Fitz is from, is he from Pittsburgh? Which is he, home he's, he's from Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, yeah, he was a ball boy in Minnesota. That, that's yep. exactly right. Yeah. So, so that, let, let's get back, let's get back to you and your career because, okay, you leave this, you go to this military academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you anxious to get out of a military academy? <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't imagine. And I, th- I want you to know, I threatened my son mm-hmm. to send him back to Valley Forge Military mm-hmm. Academy because I have, uh, it's one thing about it, you know, as I would walk around and, and uh, out there on the main line. Mm-hmm. And and see those young men. They always present you. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing you then when mm-hmm. you were in the military academy. Of course, it was before then when I would see you. But whenever I saw anybody from Valley Forge Military Academy, of course, they always had their uniforms on. Mm-hmm. But they were always respectful young men. Yes. Now, is it something whereas, I mean, I'm sure you enjoyed it. But was it something where you were ready to get out of the military academy? Oh, man. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it it was crazy because... Through that year, it was a lot of a lot of um, students that got kicked out for whatever reason. Wow! You know, and your your opportunity is done. And I I knew that if I wanted to pursue my dream, I had to get through this year at Valley Forge. Mm. Now, uh, tell me about that year at Valley Forge. How did you guys do in terms of your season? Uh, well, I didn't count the wins. I know we lost one game. We lost one game. One game we lost, and we came to practice the next day, and we ran the whole practice. Wow. Now, who was that? Who was, okay, you, you know, I remember a lot of the losses, too, the, because mm-hmm. you want to play that game over again. Yeah. Who, who'd you lose to? We lost to another prep school out of New York. It was called Brooklyn Poly Prep. Mm. Uh, they have a reputation, or were they just getting uh, ready they, for you they, guys? They had, they had some good guys, too. You okay. know, a couple of D1 players. Okay. Well, they didn't have 10 of them, though, right? No, they didn't have 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We're going we gonna to forgive you guys on that. So you, you, you leave Valley Forge, and uh, you decide to go someplace and play ball for a guy that I know because he was my secondary coach my senior year. I didn't tell you that one. But, okay. <laughs> but uh, tell me a little bit about what wh- wh- you end up going to. Um. Signed a letter of intent and uh, attended um, LSU University. And you met a man named Nick Saban. Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, is, Nick is a different kind of guy, you know, and, and Nick will admit to that. If you met Nick, you probably met Terry, too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is his wife. Yes. Yeah, you know, a lovely couple, you know, and a man who loves his wife and a wife who loves her husband. Mm-hmm. And they've been that way the whole time. I was at Ohio State in, in 1980. Okay. And and your freshman year at LSU was um oh one oh two see and they they've been together for a long time mm-hmm. but um tell me a little bit about your time there at LSU um you know I I um 
started LSU in the following winter after I graduated. And, uh, you know, on my recruiting trip, um, I wanted to take take a trip to a school down south. Of course, they were recruiting me as an athlete. And uh, at this time, I was, you know, up in the air between I'm going to play defense, I'm going to play uh, offense. And uh, I had a cousin, Troy Vincent, who played with the Eagles. Me and him got together, and we said, hey, you know, we looked at his career and said it looks like uh, DBs last a lot longer in the NFL. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> He's right. So I said, cool, I'll, I'll – I can live with that. Okay. So, um, you know, took took my trip to LSU, and at the end of the trip, um, you have a sit down with the coach, and you tell him what you like and dislike about the trip or, you know, the situation that you'll be in when you get to school. And I said, hey, um, you know, I see myself playing safety here. You guys have about six running backs, Joseph Adai, Dominic Davis, LeBrandon Tofield, um, Justin Vincent. Um Devery Henderson, uh, mm. you know, w- was with the Saints. So it's like, you know, you do the math and it's it's not favorable <laughs> in my situation. <laughs> so he said, um, of course, you know, Nick wanted me to play running back. Yes. So I said, um, I would like to play safety here. So I'm just being upfront about the situation. And he said, okay, you know, cool. You can, uh, we'll take you on as an athlete. You can play safety. I went through spring ball the first two weeks I played safety. Then he said, we're, we're we're going to switch things up and let you play. Uh, we want to see you at running back for these last two weeks of spring ball. So, you know, I get out there, and for, first time I touch the ball in a, in a scrimmage, I, I take it 80 yards for a touchdown. Wow. And after that, it was. You were I, running I, back. I, I didn't see defense anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's a smart man. Okay. Okay, so so you didn't see defense anymore. So you uh, so you go you start that fall as running back. Yes. Uh, okay. And, um, h- and how'd that work out? Um, I was registered in that fall as running back, but you know the numbers didn't change. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's still six cats That's at, right. at running back. Now That's it's right. another one, so it's seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this 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 isn't the plan that me and my mom came up with when I was going through the recruiting process. Right. You know, I talked to him, and I ended up transferring to the University of Oregon. In uh, two weeks, I transferred to University of Oregon. Luckily, Oregon doesn't start school. They're on a the quarter system, so they don't start school till the first week of October. Mm-hmm. So I was able to enroll uh, that year and sit that, sit that year out to uh, fulfill my eligibility requirements to transfer. Now, at Oregon, uh, it, there were some interesting things that happened at Oregon, too. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> you know, and I can understand being recruited as an athlete Mm -hmm. but you know you know when you when you go in as an athlete you know at some point in time you know where you're going to play on the team at Oregon there was a little you know flip-flop on there too yeah you know so uh so you go in as a running back at Oregon I go in as a running back at at Oregon and um and and who's 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 the starting running back at that time uh, the the starting running back was Terrence Whitehead um when when I got there, uh, well, his first year on the field was when I got there, and I redshirted. So the following year, he was a sophomore. I was a redshirt freshman, and uh, in the beginning of the year, I ended up beating him out mm-hmm. and get you know starting at running back as a redshirt freshman. So it's like <laughs> so what, no so, buffer system. So, so so forty forty times around that time, what, what what type of forty you running back then? Um, in Oregon, um, I think I still hold the record. Uh oh. Um, you know something well, coming well, up when well, you talk is, about holding record. This, this is the thing, though. This is the catch. My first two years, I was, a, you know, a running back, special teams player. Then my my junior year, really brought into the program, but I end up getting switched to like a linebacker slash safety. 
because uh, we had a, a loss to our recruiting class. Um, a kid was murdered, wow. so they had to move me to defense. And that year, I ended up running a four three, four three three officially. So that's on the record board, probably still up there. Well, now I got a problem with that, man. I got a problem with Oregon. <laughs> Here's my problem with Oregon. Mm-hmm. You got a running back mm-hmm. who's running a four three forty. Why in the world are you gonna switch him to the defensive side? I don't care if you. I don't care if you got a problem where somebody, you know, God bless, you know, the young mm-hmm. man would happen to him. But I gotta find somebody else who's mm-hmm. got to be my safety because I got a four three running back. Wow. I mean, what, what did you think? I mean, you were comfortable at playing running back at that time, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I was comfortable at playing running back. Um, let, let's rewind it, though. Freshman okay. year, you know, um, my fresh, first year on the field, I was a running back. Ended up starting, you know, the first half of the season until I got dinged up. Okay. Um, second year, I was a big-time special teams player. Um, was a special teams nominee uh, from the University of Oregon. So they got this running back out here running down – you know, doing special teams, making tackles like he's a defensive player. Then to have the loss that we had to our recruiting class, we had to fulfill some spots at linebacker. That's when I got switched. But before I got switched, um, Jonathan Stewart had took his visit to Oregon, and I was his host. Okay. And I ended up con- convincing, convincing him to sign. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that was kind of the security system, you know. Um he was an All-American at the time, so, you know, Jonathan Stewart came in. They knew he was coming in and he would have an impact, so they could move me to linebacker, you know, to help the team out. Mm-hmm. Well, again, that, that that's a sacrifice that obviously speaks to your character because, mm-hmm. again, it, it's all about team. And, yeah. and if they could help the team out, then I'm sure that it certainly was something that made the coaches feel good a bit about it at that time. But I would have found a two-platoon system to work. Because <laughs> if I got another 4-3, and we know what Jonathan can do, you know, yeah. we know what you can do. Mm-hmm. I, I just would have found a way for it to work that way, man. But it, it worked out the best because both of yes. you are in the league right now. Yep. So so that means it, it, it worked out well. So uh, how did things work? I mean, you here in Arizona now. Obviously, you came to visit Arizona a couple times at, you know, because Oregon's in the Pac-10. Mm-hmm. How did it work out at Oregon, you know, playing against ASU and, you know, things like that? Uh, I think I – think, uh you know, coming down here playing ASU. Actually, my first game I started as a freshman was against U of A. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the Heat was a killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's something different. It is different. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But, um, you know, I had a great time com- coming down here and playing, you know, the Arizona schools. And, um, you know, when it, this was the first time I was in the desert, you know, coming from Philly. And I was mm. like, wow, like, you know, it is something – something in this world to offer, you know, than than just, you know, West Philly. So um, it was a great experience. Well, well, there is an area here called Paradise Valley, and, <laughs> and, and it's, it's no doubt about it. And I tell people, let me tell you, it's funny you tell that story. My story, the reason why I live in Arizona now mm-hmm. is because when I was a senior in college, we played in the Fiesta Bowl, okay. and I came to visit. Now, we lost the game, mm-hmm. but it made such <laughs> an impact on me that I said if I ever got a chance in my life to move to Arizona – I was moving. So mm-hmm. I took my little gas money that, you know, mm-hmm. the retired players get. Yes. And I packed it up, <laughs> and me and the wife and kids, and we're here. So okay. it does make that kind of impact. Now, I don't think it was as hot because we played in December. Oh, okay. So it wasn't as hot as it was when you were playing ball in, in the fall, mm-hmm. you know. But it was hot. Yeah. But I, but I enjoyed it. But we're here. So we, we're going to move to current days on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I got my friend Chris Vincent in here running back for the Arizona Cardinals, spending some time with us. We'll be back after this message. 
one, I don't give a shit, so Rap Max trying to use my black ass So advertisers could give them more cash for ads, fuckers I don't know what you take me as Or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Joe Cribs, No Average Joe is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I got my man Chris Vincent in the house with me. Two guys from Philly hanging out in the studios here in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and just having a good time. I just wanted to take the time. You know, many times when, when people have an opportunity to, 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 to speak or hear or see, you know, pro athletes, you, you don't get a chance to really, you know, hear their stories or how they came up, uh, you know, not necessarily – you know, this is not one of those sad stories or I made it out the hood story. No, this is just trying to let everybody know some background information on Chris. And uh, you know enough background information on me. So I want you to have some background information on Chris. And, and so we've kind of talk, kind of gone through, you know, life growing up in, in West Philly, you know, dang, uh, attending prep school at Valley Forge Military Academy. And I, I will tell this to those folks out there. Anybody who's got a son. 
Uh, and Chris, now I'm going to say this because you told me this. If he's a little bit off the mark and needs a little discipline, you you might want to consider sending him to Valley Forge Military Academy. Exactly. Because he's going to get some discipline at the military academy. The first day. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, my son, if you listen out there, Jameson, man, you better spend some time with Chris <laughs> so you get, on the, you get on the right track. But the right track got you to the place where you hoped and dreamed about it, and, mm-hmm. and, and that is where you are now uh, in, the, in the NFL, Chris. And, and, and how about just a little bit insight on, on that journey, you know, being at Oregon, you know, being a senior, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, again, your dream, you can actually see your dream now. It's, mm-hmm. it's right there in front of you. And, and then it would obviously had to be, you know, at the end of your career there and getting ready for the draft and all that stuff coming up and, and your vision of how you th- thought things might be pan out why don't you take us through that of, of what it was like oh it was to me um it's always uh you know when you talk about uh business deals investments plans you can always have a dream and you always have you always have a start and you always have an end your end is your dream you know you get there but people always forget about what's going on in the middle how do you get there so for me it was a lot of sacrificing um sacrificing and just believing and having faith that I was doing the right thing and um, listening to other people like you. Mm. You know, you, you came and sat and talked to me when I was, you know, about 12 years old. That had a big impact on me. You know, you came you came to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it, it was comfortable for me because I'm from the hood. You mm-hmm. know, I always tell people, I, you know, my wife and, and, and my kids always tease me. They ask me, have you ever heard of Rapid Gunfire? Mm-hmm. I said, no, <laughs> you ain't from no hood. <laughs> But, you know, but I certainly enjoyed that, you know, and, and shout out to, to, to Fed, Federoff mm-hmm. Colon, you know, the, the the young man that put us together, uh, Fed and Eddie Murphy and the crew out there. In fact, they got a yep. new movie coming out this summer mm-hmm. and he's got a movie coming out. So, you know, Fed's hard at work. But uh, but yeah, you're right. Those those things happen. And 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 so those conversations that you have with people who mm-hmm. who've, who've, who've obviously done that. Yes. Uh, they help you. Uh, but when you're, you know, when when draft time is approaching, did you go to combine? Uh, no, didn't go to combine. Uh, I was rehabbing a, a season-end injury my senior year, so it was like, man, I got to get to work. You know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm a fighter. I'm still fighting. You know, you can't, you can't, you, you cannot make me accept the uh, the word no. Like you can't tell me I can't do something. I'm probably one of the most stubborn people you know. If you say you can't do it, <laughs> I'm gonna put all the effort in to prove you wrong. Well, that's it. See, <laughs> now that, that that's a good thing. So, so obviously, uh, you took not being invited to the combine to <clears throat> somebody telling you no. Mm-hmm. So you weren't invited to the combine. So I was like, wait a second, I wasn't invited to the combine. You know, they they invite how many people, and I couldn't make that list. You know, it wasn't even just that. I mean, um, I had a season and an injury. I was in the cast. Well, I put it like this. Second week of January, I was getting screws pulled out of my ankle. Wow. So wow. Um, I had already graduated. Um, so I was doing internships up until my pro day, um, you know, going to schools, going to schools, talking to kids, dealing with the youth, and also training like a madman mm-hmm. to get back to where I was before I had the injury. And so. what, what was it when you, you were telling me a little bit about those screws you had in your ankle and uh, and just the whole miraculous recovery of the mm-hmm. ankle injury, period. What, what do you think was the key to that? The key was, uh, you know, I stayed at school in rehab. Um, 
Monday through Thursday. Then Thursday through Saturday, I would drive up, you know, a two-hour drive to Portland, Oregon, and rehab on this. I call it the miracle machine, but mm. it's called it's called the art machine, um, advanced uh, recovery program. Okay. A lot of cats in the NFL uh, use it now, and uh, truthfully, w- without that, I wouldn't be here right now. Okay. All right. So uh, you know, you get an opportunity. Uh, you, you're not not drafted. Nope. Tell us about the whole free agency thing. How'd that work out? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know. Um, you almost could tell. I mean, be be realistic with yourself. Um, I was coming off an injury, so I didn't have a productive year, my, my senior year. So I, I didn't expect to get drafted, but I expect to get a, a shot. Okay. That's all you ask for in the NFL is a shot. Just let me show you what I can do. Especially that's for me, and, you know, I have no regrets. I'm going to walk away. And uh, two days after the draft, I got a phone call from Detroit. And, uh, you know, they invited me to their rookie mini camp. Now, uh, that year was Kevin Jones. Yeah, Kevin Jones was just coming off a a crazy injury, a Liz Liz Frank injury in his foot. So, uh, you know, I got the mini camp, and I was like, (laughs) you know, this is it. I'm on stage now. Now, did you you know Kevin growing up? I mean, y'all weren't that far away from each other back in Pennsylvania. We we was the same year, but but we never came across each other. Okay. We we never, you know, played played against each other or anything, but... You know, I got there, introduced myself to Kevin. You know, he, he showed me around a little bit. Um, he had is, some things. Is Wilbur Montgomery the running back coach at that time? Yes, Wilbur Montgomery <laughs> was the running back coach at that time. And um, I had met Wilbert. Uh, he had came out to press on, which was uh, put on by, you know, Federal Colon. Yes. And that's, you know, I met Wilbert. I also met Wilbert up at the Philadelphia Eagles um, fall camp. Okay. So it so you so you've known this man and and, yeah. and heard about him and maybe saw some highlights of him mm-hmm. knowing he was a great running back as well. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and I, I kind of follow Wilbert because he played for the Philadelphia Eagles, and you know, if you're from Philly, you, you're a Philly fan all the way, no, no matter what sport. So, you know, to be able to get there and talk to Wilbert, Wilbert was a guy who was, you know, ha- had everything stacked up against him. Also, you know, he was undersized. He came from a small school. But yet, when you look at the stats, he did his thing while he was playing. Yeah, he certainly did, and I can attest to that being a teammate <laughs> of his. You know, and having to, you know, I, I'm I'm against him in practice. You uh-huh. know, because my rookie year, I'm not starting. You know, and they and, and then they go to spread offense and they put Wilbert out mm-hmm. of you know, and and I uh, you know H I wide and the strong safety yeah. got to go try to cover him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, come on, <laughs> he almost got me cut a couple times. <laughs> but uh, okay, so that so that's interesting. So y- you go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make the squad there in Detroit? No, um, I got released um, when when uh, Kevin Jones came back. We had Kevin Jones, Tatum Bell, uh, T.J. Duckett. I mean, and, and uh, a cat from uh, Wisconsin. But we we were loaded. But you don't really get to pick and choose in the NFL. You know, you 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 got to deal with what you got to deal with. It is what it is. At the end of the day, that's right. So uh, you know, I got released, and then the following year, um. I got picked up by Arizona. And so the following year was last year? Yes. Last year was your was your first year here in Arizona. And uh, being, you know, probably in the history of, of the Cardinal football, probably the most exciting season <laughs> of all. And uh, we're, of course, going to talk about what that must have been like. But, but you come uh, here to Arizona, you know, it's a team of which has a second-year coach, mm-hmm. uh, uh, high expectations because the year before 
was very close to the playoffs and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the intensity level like last year? Did you come in, you know, the whole summer? And um, Yeah, uh, you know, I went through uh, minicamp OTAs, worked out with the team before minicamp OTAs as well. But, I mean, uh, they, they had they had their foundation laid. They had their plays in. So now it was time to play football. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was intense. Um, Co- Coach Wiz, he said, look, we're not going to have you out here in this heat all day, but you guys are going to work. And it was, you know, fast and crisp. So, you know, that, it's interesting you say that because, see, Wiz comes from Pennsylvania. Yes. Weather totally different. Yes. May have some humidity, but still, I always tell people, you can say what you want to. 110 is 110. <laughs> That's hot as hell. Okay? So, yeah. so I appreciate the fact that he's saying that it's intense. Mm-hmm. It's going to be short, but it's going to be intense. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, very competitive in practice? Because I remember the teams in which I was successful, we had our most success. We competed against each other in practice all the time, so mm-hmm. that was very competitive. Are, do you have competitive practices? Um, I mean, everything's competitive uh, from, from practices to off-season workouts. I mean, um, today, this morning, we, ha- we had a competitive off-season workout where, you know, we, we picked teams and we split whoever worked out into two teams and, we we went back drills as far as relays and the team who won gets like one less rep or two less reps at running. Oh wow! Okay, so in other words, if you uh, uh, you do well, you ain't got to run at the end. Exactly. You don't, then you got. <laughs> well, I you know I, I certainly can appreciate that because you know you want to do the least amount of you know mm-hmm. running as, <laughs> as possible and you want to win. Uh, how about one-on-ones, you know, passing, you know, running backs on, on linebackers, that oh, type of thing? I mean, um, you know, we, the the thing I love about this team in Arizona is every teammate gets along with another teammate, you know. I mean, uh, we're, we're just so tight in the locker room. And when we get out on the field, we're, we're just like a, a bunch of kids just, you know, uh, cracking jokes on everybody but we're working we're, we're trying to outshine the person that's across from us and so, it just makes us be- that much better so the chemistry on the team is 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 very good you're saying Un- unbelievable wow see that chemistry helps too you know some people think that uh they talk about locker room players and we're going to talk about a locker room player mm-hmm. after we take this break we got this music we're going to take a break you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i bought another guy from philly here with me Chris Vincent running back for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll hit you on the other side of the break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Lori Tucker with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchadimes.com slash petition. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all righty i guess this is going to be our last session here um this is uh rail of sports on the voice america network obviously i'm trying to do two things at one time you know but I got it together now. Uh, I got my man Chris Vincent here. Uh, Chris is, of course, a running back with the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, you know, Chris, you know, you looking at the team last last year, mm-hmm. and um, and I uh, believe, uh, you know, you were there last year, let mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. brought back this year. Uh, I think Edge was just let go recently, am I right? Yes. Now, uh, Edge was let go. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know Beanie's come in to yes. the team. Mm-hmm. Beanie, a first-round draft pick. So, you, you know, on one end, you got one guy who who has close to Hall of Fame numbers being released, mm-hmm. and then you got another guy comes in, you know, from the Ohio State University, <laughs> you know, a, you know, big running back, you know, and, and then you got you got Hightower, mm-hmm. you know, who's on the team recently. So let's let, let's let's take a candid look at, at your situation. And I know the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. I know the will that you have. Uh, how's how's it looking this year in terms of, you know, you getting a chance to, you know, to, you know, make the mm-hmm. active roster, whether it be I don't care if it's special <clears> teams, I don't care if it's. You know, third down back. I don't care. You know, how are you? How do you mm-hmm. look at it? You know, how's it stack up? Because you're a man who's been looking at the numbers from the very beginning. When yeah. you was at college, you mm-hmm. looked at, like, hey, let's look at these numbers. <laughs> you know, so you you always look at it from a realistic mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. So how, how's it look for you here? Well, um, being as though we're dealing with the NFL this time and not college, um, it's funny you ask me that because I just talked to my strength coach last week um, because we do Camelback together as an extra workout. Um, John Lott, that is my strength coach. Um, now what is Camelback? Camelback Mountain. Oh wow, y'all do that <laughs> together? Oh man. Yeah, I mean, it, and know, this it, and this heat, you doing Camelback? Yeah, we do it about once a week. Okay. Um, it'll 
probably be maybe 10 players. Okay. You know, it's, it's just an extra workout to, to try to get an extra edge. Now, but, are you running camelback or are you walking camelback? Um, some some parts you can jog. It's, it's pretty rocky, you know. Yeah, right. you, some some rocks you have actually it's, have it's, to. Camelback is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that. I crawled up Camelback <laughs> sometimes, man. But go ahead. So um, and and he texted me and said, "Hey, uh, don't don't worry don't worry about the numbers, you know, in the NFL because I'm not competing with the guys in my locker room. I'm competing with the whole NFL. That mm-hmm. means every running back on every team, every bubble player, every special teams player, you know." Because the best, the best is going to play. So I may not be the best here, but when you look look at me on film, I may be the best uh, in the eyes of another team, and they'll pick me up. Now it's interesting you say that because you say it's interesting that I asked you that question. Yeah. My perspective is I have a son who's mm-hmm. you know a sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. and that's actually what I tell him about. You know his his plight to wherever his dream is mm-hmm. it, it doesn't start and stop with what's on your team yes. or the guys in your conference it's somebody that's back in ohio <laughs> or somebody who's in mississippi or yes. somebody who's in washington you know you're competing to be better than all of those mm-hmm. people and and to find a, a spot on one of those rosters but mm-hmm. uh that's an interesting philosophy that a person like that strength coach would mm-hmm. share with you yes uh to understand and listen you know if it ain't here, it can be somewhere. So mm-hmm. do your best here. Yes. And if the numbers don't work out here, it, you know, it's all a part of this thing called the NFL. Yep. And the NFL wants to have the best players mm-hmm. in the NFL on the roster somewhere. Yes. Yep. Well, that's, that, that's, that's an interesting philosophy. So, so then what you will have to do is you have to make sure that you at least get to touch the ball a couple times. Oh, yeah. You know, to show them what you can do. But let me ask you something. I, you know, Chris, many people may have a different opinion of what I do, but I am not one who believes that if you're not a starter in the NFL that you can't contribute. <laughs> Special teams, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I took a lot of pride in, you know, I, you know, many people don't know, but I used to, I, I returned kickoffs. Mm-hmm. I returned, I mean, I didn't return punts in pros, but uh, I blocked punts, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, I, God bless his soul, Frank Gantz, you know, and a shout out to his family. You know, we just lost Frank Gans. Frank was one of the greatest special teams coach ever in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that you would, you know, again, being an athlete, special teams would be something that you would, you know, you would take to heart. Yes. Um, special teams is a job. Special teams is a part of the game. And you have players who say have, that again. Special teams is a what? <laughs> special See, teams a lot of people don't understand that. And it's a job. Yes. <laughs> And and let me ask you something, you know, because, again, back in my days with them Steelers playing them Browns, mm-hmm. special teams was extremely important because you're talking about field position. Does Wiz put a, a big emphasis on special teams? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, in minicamp, we're going on going over special team plays. You know, we Arizona Cardinals would not have won that Dallas game if Sean Moore didn't block their punt. That won the game. Say that again, please. You know, special and, teams player won the game. Won the game. See? He plays nothing but special teams. See? And that's what I'm trying to tell people. This. It doesn't make a difference. Get that. Get on that roster. Get on that team. Get on that field. Do something mm-hmm. because, you know, special teams is, is important. It's any part of the game. I always tell people this. I, b- before I became a starter on defense, mm-hmm. I was a starter on special teams. Yes. Because special teams, if you think about a game that's a tight game going back and forth, 
you know, when the numbers is all said and done with, you've been on the field quite a few plays. Mm-hmm. If you go, if you're on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, yes. punt return, mm-hmm. you know, and the hands team, that's a lot of plays. Yep. And, and, and they keep production of special teams players as well. Yes. You know, and you can get incentives to, if you're in the top five special mm-hmm. teams players, you can make money doing that as yep. well. Yep. There are some people that are career special teams players. Yes, there is. Well, I, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I've had a conversation with a guy in the office a few times, and I just want to let them know <laughs> special teams are ex- extremely important. Okay, coming up, uh, of course, you know, we, we talked about the running back situation, and, and, and you told us that that's the thing where hey, it's not just for this team it could be for every team mm-hmm. um let's look at what you think this team has to do to get back to the super bowl and win because i don't think it's a thing where they should just get back to the super bowl i think they should get back to the super bowl and win and by the way i did pick the arizona cardinals to okay. make it back to the super bowl appreciate that so you won't know i just did it because you were here before you got here i mm-hmm. picked it but what do you think you guys are going to have to do in order to you know get back and, and, and win it this time um well Every 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 player has to wipe out what happened last season, you know that 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 that's in the tank. You know this is a new season. You know no one remembers what happens last what happens last year in week ten. So we have to take uh, one week one week at a time and just keep chopping away. Now when when you say that and and and, and, and some people say Ray, why are you let him step there and give you that old cliche answer? But <laughs> but listen, it, it it may be cliche, but. It's truly how you win football I mean, games. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we, we, we have to want it just as bad as we wanted it to happen last year, this year. And so you guys start off with San Francisco, and, and they're coming here. You know, mm-hmm. for some reason or another, you know, Arizona always seems to start off with that conference matchup between, mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco but Mike Singletary is going to have his team. I think it's oh, going to yeah. be a different team this year than it was last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to expect the worst, you know, especially, you know, have, playing against a team with a new coach. You know, I mean, it's, you, you, San Francisco, they have to go up, you know. So, uh, with that being said, uh, you know, we we have the targets on our backs. Everyone's aiming for us now. That's exactly right. I I don't think you're gonna surprise anybody. I mean, you guys might have surprised some people last year, mm-hmm. and and even then, I don't think you 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 surprised anybody. And 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 I want to say this to you because I I always felt this way. You know, I I didn't understand when the Eagles drafted me why they drafted me. They already had somebody who was an All Pro, mm-hmm. you know, strong safety Randy Logan in front of me. So like, you know, man, I didn't really want to go there, but. This is my perspective. If you're on a team that's a Super Bowl bound team, mm-hmm. that means you must be a pretty good player. Yeah. So if you're here, Chris, <laughs> they want you here. That means you're a damn good player. Uh-huh. I thank, thank you for you. joining my show, man. Appreciate you know, it. it's always too short, but uh, it's always next week, and and we're gonna see what we can do to get Chris back in here. Maybe get Chris his own show because we need to have that. We need to have Chris Vincent running back for the Arizona Cardinals in the house every week. We're going to see if we can make that happen. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I hate to say this, but I always say it. I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. <laughs> <laughs>